Welcome to Film Schools, what we learn when cinema goes to school, a special Test Scotland series for the summer. In each episode, we speak to a teacher about a film or a series of films that memorably features a school. We look at what it gets right and what it gets wrong about school, and if there might even be some ideas real-life teachers can apply in their own classrooms. I'm Test Scotland editor Henry Hepburn, and my guest today is Gillian Freeland, who heads up social subjects at her secondary school in central Scotland. Gillian, we're going to talk about Freedom Writers, a 2007 film starring Hilary Swank. Can you tell us, first of all, what's it all about? Uh, th- this is a story that's it's based on real life. It's based on the experience of uh, a new teacher who is just out of college um, and she has been given her first proper job. And, you know, she's got these very romantic, idealistic ideas of what teaching is going to be like, what she would like to do with the young people and the students. And, and, and she's excited to get in and start teaching. but. When she meets the class, she soon discovers that the students, you know, they're not as welcoming. They're not as enthusiastic as she hoped that they were going to be. Um, And there becomes a a reality that the challenges she's going to face um, are not just inside the classroom, but they're also out with the classroom and and the external factors that, that, that come with that. And I saw the war for the first time. And it's it's essential a story of relationships and um, throughout the course of the school year. It is a, it's a classic uh, film set in a school setup, I think, isn't it? It's the the, yeah. the idealistic young teacher comes in and then uh, realizes reality is not maybe quite what they imagined. And it's it's set in Long Beach, California, I think, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's set in, um, in in California, and you know it's a typical high school in every respect there in terms of the classrooms and, and the setup. And, and you know she comes in and she's got the new suit on and mm-hmm. she's got the pedals that her dad has given her as a graduation gift and. You know, very quickly she sees that there's this, you know, um, element of deprivation and that there are um, huge varieties in, in attainment and ability. And, and I think it's a little bit of a, oh, OK, this isn't quite the sort of idea of teaching that I thought was mm-hmm. going to, mm-hmm. to, to, to be. And why does it, it's a film that's obviously resonated with you. Why, why is that? Why, why does this film matter to you? Do you know, there, there's kind of two things. One, I think we, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all been there where we come out, we get our placement school, our NQT, and we want to put everything into practice that we learn. You know, we all sort of, sort of said, well, this is the kind of teacher that I'm going to be, and it's your first proper job, and you're excited. Um, and we've all had that class on our timetable that is a little bit harder to crack you know you go in and you're enthusiastic and you're smiling and you're trying not to let them see that you perhaps are a little bit frustrated and you're trying to be really positive and hi guys nice to meet you and mm-hmm. um, and we've all been there where actually we're trying our best and <laughs> I've got a class that's kind of wearing us down and we don't necessarily want to tell our mentor we don't necessarily want to um to say that because you know, we're meant to be fresh, we're meant to be new, we don't want people to think it's a sign of weakness. And I think we can all say we've had moments of being in front of a class where things have not turned out how you thought that they were going to. And and, and also, I think for me, it was a film that I actually showed one of my fourth year classes when I first started teaching, who were a little bit lively, all boys. Um, and I was trying to find a way to teach inequalities in the USA in a way that was a little bit more engaging. And, and it was a bit of a carrot and stick. You know, guys, we're going to watch a little bit of this film because it was new out at that time. Um, and then we'll do a little bit of work 
we'll do another activity, we'll do, you know, a little bit of the film. And, and I think when I watch that film, when I see it, it takes me back to some of those feelings and the moments of remembering what it must be like for Hilary Swank. I thought, as a, as a non-teacher myself, but I wonder if you'd agree with this, I thought one of the things that, that seemed to really get right was that sort of nerves of facing the class for the first time, of being an inexperienced yep. teacher and just the, the silence falling and, and, the, and the expectant looks on the pupils. Did that ring true to you? Absolutely. And I think we've all been there where, you know, you, you try to sort of crack a wee joke or you try to sort of get down into, into their level a little bit when she tries to, you know, use mm-hmm. Tupac as a bit of an <laughs> yeah. intro and they're kind of looking at her as if to say, you think you're cool, yeah. but you're not. It's a little um, bit cringy. Yeah, ab- <laughs> absolutely. And I think now the older I get as well, you know, the, the kids, you know, they'll talk about TikTok or they'll mention things. And, and we still got that moment where you have a class sometimes and you're thinking, you know, I don't know how to relate to them. I don't know how to build that relationship. What's the little spark that gets us going? And, and I think, yeah, everyone can watch it and, and, and almost feel a little bit secondhand embarrassment for her because, you know, we've, we, she's trying so hard. Mm-hmm. So what else do you think it gets right about teaching and the experience of being a teacher? I think it gets right the fact that it is a job that you, you don't ever switch off from. Mm-hmm. You know, what happens during the day, you do take home. And your, your, your family do get involved in that. I, you know, I very much think teaching is, is, is a vocation and, and young people are, are at the centre of that. And it's so hard sometimes with things going on to, to just deliver your subject in the 40 minutes. You know, you, you do think about them throughout the mm-hmm. course of the day. You want to do extra things to, to, to help them. Um, and I think that film shows that the sort of commitment and, um, you know, time sometimes you have to put in often not with 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 reward but because you know it's it's trying to do that extra little thing to help that young person and and I think it shows that you know we often have to adapt what we're going to do for the individuals that are in front of us you can go in there with a plan mm-hmm. but actually quite often what you come out with is not what you set out to do and the film of course shows that um a bit of tension in her home life um and a little bit of resentment from her hug, husband about the amount of time and effort that she spends on these yeah. these pupils. And I think I'm paraphrasing slightly here, but he, the, her husband, the character, says you have to be selfish to be a teacher, meaning that you, if you're going to dedicate yourself to these kids to the extent that you want to, then something else is going to have to give. Is that is that fair fair depiction that you know a fair assessment that uh, to be a really good teacher, yeah, there's an element of selfishness almost to it, as this character claims. I think to a degree, yeah, you know, I, I think it's, you know, it's not a nine till three job. Um, you often do have to do things at weekends um, and, you know, people have to, partners, families have to be forgiving. And I think, you know, there there is a work-life balance to be found throughout the year, but some weeks and some months are busier than others. And I, I think, you know, I suppose the longer you're in teaching, the better you get at managing an element of that. Um, but, you know, I think if you speak to most teachers, you know, if they've got an idea in their head of something that they want to do, um, you know, it, it, it does consume a lot of time. and and yeah, I think we often, we just strive forward and we say, yeah, we're going to do it. <laughs> I don't want excuses. I know what you're up against. We're all of us up against something. So you better make up your mind. Because until you have the balls to look me straight in the eye and tell me this is all you deserve, I am not letting you fail. And the film is very, um, you know, views teaching and teachers in a very good light. I mean, there's a... There's a, there's a, the point's interesting about the characters. I think she, she's 
looked at the idea of going into law, but has obviously gone down this other path instead. And there's a quote where she says, by the time you're defending a kid in the courtroom, the battle's already lost. I think the real fighting should happen in the classroom. I felt that was probably something that would resonate with teachers as well. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think we underestimate actually, you know, the role sometimes that, that teachers play. And I think we don't recognise it maybe so much at the time, but, you know, students coming back after they've left school, you know, I'm still in contact with a number of students and, and they'll remember things that you've said that I don't even remember saying or stories that we've had. Um, and I think, you know, they're, 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 they're so, they're at a crucial point when they're in school. Um, to, to really kind of set off on a path. Um, and I think teachers, you know, do have a, a pivotal role to play at that. And I think the film does capture that very well, particularly because in the film, there's not a lot of parental engagement, mm-hmm. not that we see. Um, so for, for her, she's, she's that role model. She's that constant every single day, that consistency. Um, and I think that is something that, you know, teachers do well um, you know that they were there every single day for them. Okay, so we've given we've given this film a lot of praise so far. Said it gets a lot of things right about teaching, but can you tell us what does it get anything wrong about teaching? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, I get it. Hollywood has a has a creative license, mm-hmm. but I think it does often you know depict that Hilary Swank is the only teacher yeah. of her kind, yeah. um, and that no other members of staff are you know putting an effort for their kids and, and, and going the extra mile. And the truth is that just not mm-hmm. true. You know, if you, if you look at education, it's actually, you know, it's probably easier to find someone who doesn't go that extra mile than it is to, you know, to, 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 to find our way around. But it's, it's a bit unrealistic that she's got no support from other members mm-hmm. of staff and SMT senior management don't really seem to be, visible you know although she's got her head of department and her head of department obviously has got a little chip on her shoulder about it I didn't really feel that was realistic because you know you 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 would have other people that you would go to you would have other networks you know she jumps right to the top um you know kind of almost the chief of education and that just wouldn't happen you know you you would sit down and you'd look at the timetables and you'd you know, chat with members of staff and your and your deputy link would be visible. You know, and it was a bit like, come on. Yeah, no, there's a very much, uh, so the, the, her boss, the character played by Imelda Staunton is very, it's very much uh, good versus evil is maybe too, yeah. too strong, but uh, but Erin uh, Grewell, the Hilary Swank's character is very much the force for good and Imelda Staunton's character is just getting in the way and has some pretty, you know, retrograde attitudes and uh, stances that she takes on things. But there was one point in which I thought, has she actually got a point? Because the, there's the bit at the end when there's this battle for, you know, um, Hilary Swank's character is only there to take the cl- this class for two years and then she, they would move on to another level of education and they would go to mm-hmm. other teachers She's not and a level she's not responsible for yet. So there's this battle for her to, to keep her class for another couple of years and the Belda Staunton's card to me is point. Well, this is going to have all sorts of knock-on effects for planning, for staffing, for other other staff in the school, for other kids in the school. I thought, okay, you've not been very nice in this film so far, but maybe you've got a wee point there on, on that regard. <laughs> I think so. I mean, I think I suppose with timetabling, you know, although the teacher, Miss Grail, you know, she wants to keep the class. You know, sometimes you can have a really great class, but the truth is, you know, they they have to move on. I mean, 
I think there is still a little bit of a hierarchy that, you know, more experienced members of staff do tend to get the senior classes. And if you are an NQT, relatively new, you know, you might not have input to that or you might not have full responsibility. Um, And and although I suppose Scottish education doesn't have that set up where you, you know, you automatically move on to different members of staff for National 5 or for higher or for advanced higher, I think there there probably is and yeah an element of truth there that you can always get what you want in terms of timetabling and sometimes you can work with some really great young people but you know that's just the way the class allocation goes. You can't teach them. You don't even like them. What does that have to do with teaching? I've been an educator for over 30 years. I have students that still remain in touch with me. I know what it is to be loved by a classroom. You have no idea how many battles I've had fighting to be a better teacher and now what, suddenly I'm incapable of educating your students? You know, if they move on to our classes and they fail, it'll be because they weren't prepared. It'll be because you failed, not them. And, and like you've sort of alluded to, you know, Hollywood likes a saviour, it likes a superhero and there's a little bit of that in that uh, this one newly qualified teacher comes in and, uh, you know, basically saves the prospects of a whole entire yeah. class of, of children and in, in, in real life. You've sort of hinted that, you know, maybe it, maybe in real life it was a bit more collaborative. Um, I wondered as well with the, the focus on her as a almost a saviour figure, if it's a little bit too much emphasis on how she sort of dragged these kids kicking and screaming into a better future and there's not enough credit given to the pupils, the students themselves for what they did to improve their own situations. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think, you know, the the film definitely um, goes off down a couple of avenues to show you the the background of some of the students. You know, some of them are, you know, in in witness protection. Some Mm -hmm. of them are um, on probation. Some are homeless. You know, they're big things that have an impact on their life outside of school. So for them, you know, there's no doubt that the teacher has given them the spark and has perhaps given them a little bit of motivation. But against the backdrop of, you know, the, the host of things that are affecting them outside of school, you know, they still have to find the time. They still have to find the, um, you know, the energy to, to, to do the work. And yeah, I think the balance is, is slightly tipped as to making her the hero of everything, whereas, you know, given the nature of some of the external factors for them, you know, I think probably they've had to overcome more obstacles to get where they are than she has. We weren't just kids in a class anymore. We were writers with our own voices, our own stories, and even if nobody else read it, the book would be something to leave behind that said we were here. This is what happened. We mattered. And can I tell you about a couple of things that I think it maybe get, gets wrong about teaching a couple of bugbears for yes. me? One, and this is by far, this is not the only film that does this. There's pretty much every film that's set in school seems to do this. But teachers in Filmland are terrible planners. The bell always rings halfway <laughs> through a lesson and they seem surprised that, oh, wait a minute, we can't get to the end of that point because uh, surely that doesn't happen in your life. Surely you're better planners. No, that, doesn't. You've, <laughs> that happens very rarely. You've always got one eye on the clock. You know when that yeah. period is finishing, I can assure you. And the other one that struck me is that this is maybe more of an American trope uh, and maybe doesn't apply so much here, but teaching is always a fallback and it's always seen as uh, your life's been a bit of a failure if you've had to go into teaching, whereas like, most of the people I speak to, they, you know, their um, teaching is was 
well, you know, if not what they always want to do, then something they have, they're very idealistic about, they're very driven to succeed in, but, uh, and, you know, in, in movie land, teaching is, is a fallback and it's, uh, it's something you go into begrudgingly. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. There was a couple of comments that her dad had made and then also, you know, her um, her husband had made that, that, you know, as if it was a secondary career, as if it, you know, was only going to be short term, you know, just go in, finish the job, finish your contract and then move on to something else. Um, and I, I, I sort of think, you know, teaching is, is, is quite a status of a job still. You know, you are in a room in charge of young people all day and the direction that they're taking. And, and especially with our curriculum, a lot of that is, you know, your plan and your, um, your ideas. Um, and, you know, yeah, I, I think not enough credit is probably given to the, the status of, of what teachers do. But on the plus side then, what, what, what would you say is the best teaching tip you could draw from, from this film? I think it's that, you know, when you have to persevere, a relationship doesn't happen within one period. You know, it doesn't even sometimes happen overnight. It is about that consistency and, and, and building up that trust um, and that, um, you know, commitment that you're going to be there. Because, you know, particularly with some relationships, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for stability. I see who you are. Do you understand me? I can see you. And you are not failing. And I think it also is about the fact that you, you have to find a spark. You know, you can have these beautiful plans and everything all um, carefully orchestrated for delivery. But unless you find that little spark, that little engagement, that little hook, um, then, you know, actually all you're doing is, is, is delivering them, but you're not actually, um, you know, in, engaging them. You're yeah. not really getting them to, to, to buy in. And I think that would be it. It would be find a spark and, and also not be afraid to go off the lesson plan. You know, there's, there's a scene in the film where she um, actually intervenes and takes a note away from a kid. Um, and it starts off a conversation about the Holocaust, which then leads to them wanting to know more about it, leads to them having a, a, a visit and a tour, etc. Um, and I think sometimes the, the best lessons are often the ones that come from a question or a, a little curveball that you weren't expecting and you couldn't have planned for. And I think just sometimes roll with it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and we should also explain that uh, Frieda, the, the, the origins of the title, Freedom Writers, she gets them to um, each write uh, these, what she calls Freedom Diaries, where mm -hmm. they are basically free to write whatever they want and to sh and they don't have to share it if they don't want to but uh, it ends up they all the kids buy into it and they um reveal their innermost feelings and what's driving them and what's holding them back and so forth um is that a good idea for for a class do you think it maybe worked a bit more smoothly than it would in real life is it something you would try miss g carry something from my diary that'd be great do you know, it's, it's, I think pupil voice is, is, is a big thing and, you know, pupils are honest um, and I don't think it perhaps would come out as um, coherently and as um, seamless as it does mm -hmm. in the film. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think sometimes when you, you, you give the pupils the opportunity to take the lead and go in and have their, their ideas, you know, that's where we're reminded that they have so much 
to say. Um, and, and I think, you know, if you can hand a lesson over or, you know, create a unit based on, on their voice and their thoughts, you know, you, you can actually be really surprised at what you get out. Um, and I think particularly as well, the longer you teach, you know, the more it can become a, a groundhog day sometimes. Mm. So, you know, this is where I think sometimes you are reminded about the different generations and um, the different things that matter to them just by giving them that little opportunity always fills you with fear sometimes to not have those parameters <laughs> when you just sort of open it and, and you don't fully know sometimes what you're going to get. But equally, you know, you can be really surprised and, and impressed. Mm-hmm. And, and shifting the focus a bit more on to, to the, the staff at the school, um, this is always a, a fun question. Um, <laughs> what CPD are they really in need of? I think, uh, I think a little bit of growth mindset. You know, they've just got... <laughs> these students kind of locked down and labelled right from the beginning, you know, in terms of their ability because of how they're they're streamed, um, in terms of the resources that they do or don't get and the things that they are and aren't allowed to do. Um, and I, I, I yeah, I, I, when I was watching that and, and reminding myself, I was thinking, you know, I think the staff have perhaps become a little bit um, instituted as well. Perhaps they need to, to be reminded of, you know, what, is possible and maybe they're not there yet but they could be so i think definitely growth mindset that actually really struck me too and what was really interesting was that even the hero character erin gruwell doesn't really challenge that the, the notion of yeah. smart inverted comma inverted commas kids and others who are less smart so she sort of seems to almost tacitly bind to that as well so that was really interesting um so uh, this is obviously, it's a, you know, Woodrow Wilson Classical High School is the school. It's a real school. Um, versions of the events we see in the film actually took place. But in terms of this cinematic depiction of the school in Long Beach, California, is it somewhere you'd want to work in? You know, that's, that's when I've kind of thought back and forward. I think in essence, yes. You know, I, I, I the, the school is, at, you know, a state comprehensive. It has a mixture of all abilities. It's diverse. Um, I think that definitely would be a fulfilling place to work. Um, you know, you've got to remember, I suppose, at the time that the, the gang violence and the, um, you know, the gun crime, that is a feature of, unfortunately, um, American society. So I suppose, you know, in that school, you'd, that's just what you would expect. Um, so, yes, I would say it would be a place that I would want to work. Brilliant. Well, thanks very much, Julian. It's been great fun. I think we've sort of, we're, we're in agreement that it's... Uh, it's a film that's very complimentary about teaching and teachers. Um, maybe smooths off some of the rough, rough edges of the actual experience of being a teacher, but um, but a very enjoyable film and some some definite lessons to be learned in terms of how you go about the job and maybe some some things that you really shouldn't be doing. But uh, definitely. <laughs> thanks very much. Really enjoyed it. Thank, Thank you. you. Today's episode of the Tez Scotland podcast was written and hosted by Henry Hepburn. If you enjoyed the episode, there's more Tez coverage available on our website. And for a limited time only, you can get three months access to our new digital magazine for just £3. That will get you anytime, anywhere access to read all of the latest education news, research and analysis. As much as you want, all in one place. Head over to tez.com forward slash store forward slash tez dash discount to get yours.